Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That would make me Mike. Mike, we're podcasting tonight. It's a podcast night. Yes, yes it is. It's a Friday. It is a Sometimes Friday. Sometimes it's a Thursday and it throws everybody off. Yeah, and, and everybody uh, in my house is like, "Are you recording tonight?" Last night, and I was like, "No, it's it's the regular fucking day." Yeah, just relax, everybody. Relax. Yeah, yeah chill the fuck out. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. I'm sorry. I have to start a stopwatch here. There we go. Now we're in business. I like to know what time it is when I'm recording by podcast. Well, that's a good idea because then you know it's not forty-five minutes and it's not three and a half hours. Yeah, you yeah. can be pretty sure how long it took. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because well, we have done both of the uh, previous. Well, yeah, last two episodes were monsters with Amber, yeah. and uh, uh, I mean, you know, it was one recording session, but either that or we just wore the same clothes after the after a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's possible. Total. I do have a tendency to only wear, like, four of my shirts ever, so. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Of course, you don't have hundreds of shirts or anything. <laughs> no. Like, my my uh, my second oldest was just talking about that the other day. He's like, I don't have 365 different shirts to wear a different shirt every day when I was arguing with him about changing his clothes, you know, because that's something we argue about. And yeah. he's, I was like, I well, no, you know what? I probably do. I probably do have at least 365 T-shirts. So, yeah, there's a good chance that I, I guarantee you I have over 150. So there's anything above that. I have, you have a ridiculously large number. I have a ridiculously small number. I think I own like four t-shirts. Yeah. And, and it sucks. (laughs) I really need to buy more because. That one there doesn't look very worn, but uh, is it the, is it the, is it, it's not the, uh, the Star Wars uh, Millennium Falcon one that you have that's blue. No, that one's, that one's red. Is it red? Yeah, it's red. Yeah, see? Terrible. You are terrible. (laughs) But, uh, no, this, this is one of the sweat wicking ones. Oh yeah. I have a couple of them. It makes me feel like I, you know, exercised a little bit when I do something. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I like that expectation being held upon me. Like, it's always like when I when I'm in the grocery store, I always wonder like what other people are are thinking based on my uh, purchases. Like, like if I have a bunch of junk food, they're like, "What a fat ass!" And if they're like, you know, like if they see like a bunch of vegetables and fruits and stuff, they're like, well, it "Must not be working." You know? <laughs> I like the uh, I like to think I'm very that- cruel to myself that um i've never actually thought about what people thought of me when i was wearing a certain outfit or something but i think that old men wearing jogging suits back in the 90s and like italians and shit doing that probably pretty much ruined that whole uh like i know what this person's doing because of what they're wearing thing because none of those dudes were doing anything athletic at all Mm -hmm. like in the least little bit maybe i don't know beating somebody who owed the money but outside of that i can't stop yawning damn it i don't know like there's some fashion like i don't know like there's always the question is whether fashion is going to be functional or just for the look of things and usually i i think you can basically gauge that by how well how, how well you can escape a life-threatening situation while wearing <laughs> it if it if it's difficult it's fashion if it's easy it's functional maybe because like a baggy t-shirt is comfortable but if it got caught in machinery it would get you killed that's not really Mm. a fashion choice that's more of a comfort choice yeah that's true i've never there's i mean there's got to be exceptions it couldn't be hard and fast on everything yeah you're right but even within that there's micro levels of fashion versus function like with a t-shirt I have always chosen t-shirts for Mm -hmm. the function of being comfortable yeah. However, I'm selective into my T-shirts that have logos on them as to what I'll wear in public. Because, like, my, my parents a lot of times or, or my family will get me, like, funny T-shirts. But they'll be, like, they'll either be embarrassing or cringy or, like, have a swear word on them. I'm like, I'm not wearing that shit in public. Like, there was one that said, uh, 
if uh, if Santa comes down the chimney tonight, he'll he's gonna see the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the the South Pole or something like that. I think that. that's pretty funny though. It is funny, but I'm huh. not wearing it out in public. I just it's not me. It doesn't fit me. Uh, I mean, it fits me, but it doesn't fit me. Uh, so, and I mean, a lot of shirts I ended up getting rid of because they just, I was not wearing them and I was like, someone's going to love this shirt and think it's hilarious and wear it every fucking Christmas or maybe every week or whatever. And yeah. good for them, you know, but why should it go to waste in my closet when I'm never wearing it except as an undershirt? I was like an edgelord back in the day before edgelord existed, uh, as a term. And I used to have some white zombie t-shirts and one of them said die fuck or die on the back of it. And I would I purposely I would purposely wear that shirt all the time. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure I even wore it to school at some point. Probably had a flannel shirt with me in case I got yelled at so I could put a flannel mm -hmm. shirt on quick because that was my go-to mm -hmm. with that. But uh, the older I got, the more conscious of that shit I, ha I got. But I still, if it's a funny shirt, I'll probably still wear it. But I have like a Motorhead shirt that says, do the world a favor, go fuck yourself on the back of it. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I mean, where am I going? That's what I need to know first. Am I taking my dad to a doctor's appointment? Because if I'm doing that, I probably don't want to wear that shirt to the doctor's office. Yeah. But uh, if I'm, like, going to Walmart or something, I could give a shit less. Like, was somebody going to say something to me? Because nine times out of ten, I guarantee you the person's wearing something with a Confederate flag or some kind of racist shit on it somewhere around yeah. here. So I'd be like, oh, okay, so the Confederate flag was better, I guess. I just... I you got me. I you prefer know. not to even own articles of clothing that have that level of fucking confrontation attached to them, potentially. Uh, it's just a personal choice. I just prefer... It is exhilarating that when you get through somewhere and you know that you disturb people, but nobody said anything to you. It's kind of like playing a game. Like, am I going to get caught? Is somebody going to say something to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I used to like kind of like have that punk uniform, it was always like, uh, yeah, I dare you to say shit. Mm -hmm. Because because I'm in a, a mood to fuck with people today anyway. And then when you when no one fucked with you, there was like a satisfaction like, yeah, I'm a badass. No one wanted to mess with me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a badass. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, that's I'm what a it badass was, yeah. because I'm wearing a certain pair of jeans and a chain wallet. That makes me bad. You know, yeah. like it was idiotic. Um, yeah, well, I mean... Anytime you're dressing up to not conform, you're 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 missing the point, I think, to some degree. I see so many people dressed with baggy jeans and chain wallets now that like I used to think chain wallets were awesome and now I'm like nah. It's kind of a uh it's not a, a fashion it's, choice I it's would It's a make. badge of mediocrity at this yeah, point. Like yeah. oh wow, you're you're <laughs> You've got a chain wallet. Wow. Uh, yeah. And you probably also are driving a Honda Civic mm -hmm. with some kind of band sticker in the back of it, uh, possibly an environmental sticker somewhere on the thing. Uh, you mm -hmm. probably wear Vans because, you know, you're cool like that. And uh, actually, my, my oldest wears Vans and she is cool. But, you know, some people... I miss Airwalks, dude. They were the shit. I don't even know if they still make them anymore. Because Airwalks were like the were like the cheap cheaper version of vans, basically more available to, around our area at least. Because I, I like had like them more. I like, think fucking tons of airwalks that i don't have anymore yeah i think i liked my airwalks better than my vans like i i always preferred I've never airwalks. owned a pair of vans in my life i owned one pair they mm. were good shoes but i just i liked the look of airwalks better like this the styles i had like this pair that was like this bluish color and then the other side of the shoe was like greenish and then i had a pair that was just like this green olive drab color they were mm -hmm. just awesome mm -hmm. they smelled terrible they picked up <laughs> smells really bad. I know that. And maybe it's just because I didn't wash my feet. I don't know. I stepped in something or my cat peed in them. Who knows? But uh, yeah, my shoes smelled terrible back then. Now I keep my shoes in my bedroom, doors closed, don't have animals in there. My shoes usually smell pretty good. Yeah, uh, I have terrible smelling feet, but I spend most of my time in the house wearing slides or barefoot. So that's not really a problem. It's when I wear socks for any length of time that... <laughs> The funk starts happening. Like, I got to wear boots most of the time, so 
just happens to be that way. I like wearing uh, Jerusalem cruisers or something like that. You know, Jerusalem when I can go out and cruisers? do Yeah, you know, like those leather sandals. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. sandals. Yeah. I love G- wearing them. Air Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I love wearing them. Those are my shit. But uh, I don't get the opportunity to do that too often because I'm usually doing something that requires me to have boots on. Yeah, I'm, I'm most of the time I'm in my slides. If, if it's just me and my Jen- Jennifer at the house. You and your Jennifer. Me and my Jennifer. My Jennifer, my Jennifer, wherever I go, she goes. So normally when you get like a, a an article that you click on, you click on it because the art, the, the, the title or rather the, um, the headline is misleading. And when you get into the article, you're like, Pfft fucking clickbait bullshit yeah a lot of it is yeah a lot of it is so this is the first time i've ever clicked on an article because it was so non-clickbaity that it wrapped back around and became clickbait this is the headline we're deeply skeptical but a government whistleblower claims that the u.s has recovered a non-human spacecraft in quotations we're definitely not alone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this is on futurism.com. That just, I think that feels clickbaity right off the top to me, but I don't know. That's because that's the kind of thing that I would be like, I got to look at that shit. Right. So I don't know. Right. You know. It's effective. It's yeah. really effective. It's more effective than telling me definitely aliens visited the air. Like, I'm like, fuck off. But when I see we're deeply skeptical, I'm like, let's see. All right. Well, um, I'm deeply skeptical. So let's go on with this one. So let's let's get into this. Before we get into this one, let's just say that we're deeply skeptical. But there's no getting around key claims of this story. An Air Force veteran and former member of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency named David Grush has come forward alleging in a series of interviews that the U.S. government has secretly recovered alien spacecraft and even dead pilots inside of them for decades as part of a top secret UFO tre- retrieval program. Let's pause for a moment to pop point out that this is all believe unbelievably far-fetched even supposing that the government could successfully keep such an explosive secret for such a long time the broader premise this doesn't make sense if aliens have the incredibly advanced technology to visit earth presumably from another star system wouldn't they have the tech for ships to be piloted autonomously rather than wasting untold decades in transit and why would they then fly to these incredibly advanced vehicles to earth only to crash them Are they interstellar drunk drivers? (laughs) At the very least, though, the whole thing is a fascinating dust-up with the potential for a glimpse into the secretive parts of the government. Grush filed a whistleblower uh, complaint, the debrief reports, stating that he gave classified proof to the Congress that the government had been excluding Grush and the rest of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force from accessing its program about retrieval of the non-human craft. Grush told the debrief that the retrieved objects are of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, based on vehicle morphologies and material science testing of the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Hmm. He added that the recovered material includes intact and partially intact vehicles, adding that these are retrieving non-human... these are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles called spacecraft if you will non-human or exotic origin vehicles that had either landed or crashed we are definitely not alone grush told uh later told news nation the evening after the debris story was published news nation yeah news nation i'm sure they're... <laughs> there's a fucking yeah <laughs> there's the notch. one that's always on uh on my roku tv telling me that i should watch them yeah <laughs> because yeah. they're the only ones to take news seriously that's right yeah. the data points quite empirically uh uh that we're not the data points comma quite empirically that we're not alone that's a fucked up sentence in short it sounds like we're talking about a full-blown ufo conspiracy theory that not only suggests we've been visited by numerous aliens but that the government has been actively trying to cover it up for decades adding to the drama air force the air force veteran went as far as to claim that the government managed to recover dead aliens inside the crash landed spacecraft well, naturally, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, he told News Nation, sometimes you encounter dead pilots, and believe it or not, as fantastic as that sounds, it's true. 
Why is he coming forward now? To prepare the public for an unexpected non-human intelligence scenario, he told the debrief. Grush also said that this is a global phenomenon and yet a global solution continues to elude us. Skeptics, of course, will point out that if multiple governments are in on the supposed cover-up, it seems even more implausible they could have managed to suppress evidence for all these years. That said, there are reasons why it's hard to outright dismiss the story. For instance, Grusha's account was corroborated by Christopher Mellon, who served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and had worked with the, UP, or with the Congress on UAP reports. Wow, this keeps going and going. Oh, it's not that much longer. Mellon told the debrief that a number of well-placed current and former officials have shared detailed information with me regarding this alleged program, including insights into the history, governing documents, and the location of where a craft was allegedly abandoned and recovered. According to the report, Grush, who left the government earlier this year, I wonder why, remains well-supported within intelligence circles and numerous sources have vouched for his credibility. Another detail that bolsters the debris report is that it was authored by investigative journalists Leslie Keane and Ralph Blumenthal. Oh, Keane and Blumenthal? Of course. Who are those? I have no fucking idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, neither are cranks. Both authored a front page New York Times article in 2017 that first uncovered a shadowy, shadowy defense UFO program uh that had been operating for years of course doubters couldn't doubters could flip that data point around as well for whatever reason the story didn't end up in the new york times that 2017 report was accompanied by several grainy black and white photos that videos that show encounters between navy pilots and erratically moving uh objects we remember those uh, since then, though, uh, officials have come forward to throw water on circulating theories that these crafts are able to defy the laws of physics. Nevertheless, the Pentagon has actively worked on collecting data on unusual sightings and other UAPs, and the Navy has established new guidelines on how its pilots could, should uh, inca report encounters with identified, unidentified aircraft. Even NASA Administrator Bill Nelson has said that the space agency has begun investigating UFO sightings. On a certain level, it's tantalizing to imagine that the U.S. government has been covering up the existence of recovered alien spacecraft. Compared to the grim realities of climate change and the AI-driven dri job losses, it feels like a peek at a fun, hopeful future where we could reverse engineer alien tech and explore the stars ourselves. What if we already made, with, made contact years, decades ago? What if we're not actually alone in the universe? We, we remain extremely skeptical, but you have to admit that this concept is the stuff of golden age sci-fi, or at the very least, the, the X-Files. So, I guess my very first thought on this is that it's just way too fantastical. I mean, you're looking at Basically, this guy is saying the same thing they've been saying for what seventy years now. Well, it when started the... somewhere, right? I mean, right, right. I mean, is it true or not? So, I mean, I, I really am deep down believe that uh, that there is some truth to it. I don't know that it's quite as cut and dry as they're making it sound in this article. Yeah, but I do believe that there's some truth to it. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't cost me anything to believe that. It's no. not like no, you know, it it's doesn't. not like a. It's not like a thing where I need to have proof because this affects me, you know, or anything. I, I choose to believe it because well, I, not, I want to believe it. You know you, what I mean? I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I do too. I do too because, it, it, you know, it would explain a lot of things very conveniently yeah. um, about our, our world, really, um, if we were in contact with aliens. Um, uh, I just always love the excuse people, well, if there was aliens, they would have made contact with us by now. Maybe they've seen how terribly violent and stupid we are. And they're just like, uh, no, we'll let them go for a little while longer. Let's let them steep. What if they are making contact with us constantly and we just don't recognize it for what it is? Or it's just going somewhere where we're not... Uh, capable of hearing privy to that right you know oh, to that right. information you know where it's just the it's being controlled it's yeah, being like, controlled yeah 
you know, uh, it comes across in a very plain way in some dude's, you know, fucking radio in his bathroom in New Mexico, but nobody else yeah. can hear it. And so none of us ever, I mean, I could believe they wouldn't come out with this information because it, it does sound insane to a certain degree. Well, it's not just a matter of insanity. It also has a lot to do with credulity. Um, yeah. But uh, do you want to be the guy who had a fucking stellar career with something and then came out at the very end and was like, uh, dude, aliens are real. We have pilots and shit. And then everybody's like, this guy's fucking crazy. He has right. no credibility whatsoever. Well, not just that, but when I say credulity, I mean, all right, so we know from the laws of physics, we know for sure that interstellar travel would take you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. So the idea that someone's consistently visiting us is very far-fetched given our current understanding of physics. Now that doesn't bar future physic, you know, physical discoveries that we'll have like folding space-time and things like that that would solve this problem. Well, we're um, also basing all these beliefs on them being a extraterrestrial humanoid, humanoid uh, type uh, like us with a very similar, mm. you know, lifespan and mm -hmm. evolution and everything else, which uh, I don't, I don't, I don't put that on the table when I think about this kind of stuff. I, I mean, it could be like a fucking floating cloud of gas or mm -hmm. a grasshopper or something like it could be anything. I don't think that they're necessarily the same as us. Uh, so. You know, right. I think it's foolish to say, well, that couldn't possibly happen because, I mean, how many life cycles would they have to go through? Well, if they were a person, yeah, that might be a problem. But if they're, you know, right. a futuristic race that has nothing in common with us, this could be like a weekend trip. Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, that's really interesting that you say that because some, you know, there are some mushrooms that, you know, like mushroom seed spores that have traveled across you know they believe that these things travel across the galaxy to seed this planet it's called panspermia uh which is my favorite band <laughs> panspermia panspermia um, <laughs> sounds like you had an accident i dropped a little sperm in my pants i got yeah. some panspermia yeah <laughs> i was dry open it right. happens right um but yeah it's this theory that like these spores somehow manage the cold depths of space and just landed on earth somehow in a time before it had much of an like an atmosphere to burn it up or maybe because the casing on the spore was so strong that the atmosphere didn't burn it up something like that but it managed to make its way into the earth's core or into the earth you know into the earth and 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 germinate and become life so that's where life from this on this planet was supposedly may have come from. It's a really interesting theory. Yeah. Um, it asks, you know, and it brings up a lot of questions. Um, it would certainly explain why if we did any ever encounter any alien species, they'd be like Star Trek aliens where they'd have like, you know, two arms, two legs, yeah, two eyes. Uh, you know, a regular head and they would eat yeah. food and use a bathroom and, right. you right. know, presumably have sex in a very similar fashion to reproduce like we do and everything. And I just think that that's... It's nonsense. It's, it's, yeah. it's sci-fi nonsense. That's, it's that's not, arrogant. It it's is very arrogant. arrogant to think that you are the premier top of the line <laughs> in life forms and that everything would emulate you. <laughs> Right. That's, you know, that's very arrogant thought process, considering that we couldn't last on Mars. Maybe there is a species of life that could live on Mars. Wouldn't that make them more advanced than us? I don't know. Well, I don't know about advanced, you know. but certainly more adaptable. Yeah. Um, and so it's, the you know, it's poppycock to, to, to pigeonhole every alien possibility into something humanoid that's that's I, all you know? i honestly think that if we are seeing something humanoid it's much more likely that it's some it's some way of our brains dealing with something we can't comprehend or them doing the old trope from movies i've taken this phone because it's familiar to you right you know right, like yeah. that kind of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know well, like i don't want to freak you out so bad that you fucking had a stroke and your eyes popped out so well, it's like uh it's like the old <laughs> biblical angels that you know like oh yeah yes yeah. oh my god they're terrifying they according not. to the way that they are supposed to be yes fear like not mortal yeah, they're like a spinning circle of eyes and, and feathers and feathers and fire and shit and molten skin. And they're like, fear not, mortal. 
So I've always yeah. wondered why, with like the ability to come in any form, why feathers would be involved in it. Though that's one of the things that always makes me chuckle. And why know. feathers? Why not? Why not beaks? Why not? You know, weird feet. I don't know something. Well, but feathers. Let's put it this way: they make for comfortable pillows. They, I, don't know. I, I think I think because a lot of the biblical authors were tripping their balls off when they were coming up with these descriptions of shit. Like they were just tripping hard on mushrooms or acacia leaves or something and fuck up and, and seeing like geometric. Cause when you trip, a lot of times you see like geometric patterns and fractals and shit and a lot of stuff that takes on like organic forms. Like it looks like plants or it looks like, like animals of different kinds, like, like if you ever look at a plate of spaghetti, it looks like an intertwined thing of worms because it's just moving and shaking constantly. Mm. A lot of stuff you don't want to eat while on psychedelics, or you won't. You you'll try to eat and go, oh, okay, I'm done with that for like a really long time, you know. <laughs> but I mean, because you know, because your brain's like that's moving, so it makes it move in your vision. Like your brain just gets convinced that it's moving, so your your eyes make it happen. It's fucking crazy, but hmm. um, I mean, like a lot of different like geometric patterns and shit like that. So I can understand why they would see what they thought was feathers because they didn't really know what a fractal was, right? They didn't have computer generated fractals back then. If if people were seeing that shit today, if they were seeing angels today, they'd be like, oh, yeah, it was like a big fucking fractal with eyes. And everyone will go, oh, yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, but, bravo for them, though, for thinking outside the box. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. I appreciate that, at least. Yeah. I just wonder, I just wonder, like, what, like, you know, a chariot of fire. Like, it makes you think about, like, alien contact. So, if that's the case, then one of two things is true. Either our local space is much more inhabited than we're aware, and it's just being hidden from us very, very well. Or uh, by technology, we can't even begin to understand right now. Or uh, we're just seeing some kind of weird, like psychological phenomenon that that extends outside of because it's so ubiquitous you see you hear about these uh sightings and these encounters all over the world and they're becoming more common as time goes on like despite what people might tell you they're more common now than ever we can say that they easily number in the thousands oh yeah Which so is... but at what point does it become less of a phenomenon and more of something that's believable that's uh i'm curious when it reaches the tens of thousands I or mean, when it, the right person well even sees it i think is, I is another way that. i don't actually know about that maybe if it was like a, like a religious leader or like a something like that but i would think most people like if if tom cruise stepped forward tomorrow and said hey everyone you know i had an encounter with an alien and this and that people Dude, millions like, of people would believe that People, millions of people would believe that, yes. but a lot more people would go, he's a fucking bonkers and discredit what well, he I said. I already think he's insane. So, so do I. I, I, don't, I don't know which side I would be on, to be quite honest. I'd have to think about that one I for a little bit. I would assume it was a movie stunt. I would just assume that it was a movie <laughs> stunt. All right there, Jack Reacher, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. I, I would, um... I was going to say, it just in relation to this whole conversation, before I forget my point, um, I th think of it this way. Uh, space is how many, you know, unmeasurable units of, of uh, size bigger than the Earth, right? It's like, you know, comparing a uh, fucking single cell to something that is 
massive, gigantic, right? Like there's tons of space out there, tons of there, space. There's really no way to articulate it with a sentence. Yeah, you just like have to use I, I imagery or map or math. I couldn't. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't fucking. Even if you drew it for me, I still wouldn't be able to go. Yeah, yeah, no. that makes sense. I'd be like, no, I, your that's, brain that's really too can't, large for me to think about. Your brain's not equipped to can't to can't conceptualize it at all. Well, think it, of it this way: for all the naysayers that are like, oh, if, we just, if something was out there, we'd have seen it by now. We have only. Uh, explored what is it like some fucking ridiculously low percentage of oceans right which are on this planet which are definitely measurable which are available to us whenever mm -hmm. and we've only explored that little bit and there's shit that we don't even know about that how the fuck are you going to tell me oh we would have run into aliens by now what if they were underwater that'd be the perfect place for the aliens to go because we'd never find them and they'd right. know that They'd right. be like, oh, these fuckers never look down here. Like, mm -hmm. they're hanging out with the Loch Ness Monster and shit well, down in the Mariana Trench. And, you know, nobody's ever looking there. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I think that might be a little deep for the Loch Ness Monster. But, yeah, well, I, I get your but, point. Hey, I don't know that. I don't know the Loch Ness Monster personally. Maybe he has a cousin. It's possible. Um, Maybe that's where the Loch Ness Monster is. Like a little tunnel that that's where they vacation to. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's a Loch Ness Monster. It's a fucking mystery. Yeah, he could just teleport. We don't know anything about yeah, these creatures. Yeah, no, not man. a damn thing about them. That's why we can never find them when we really look for them. Because yeah, yeah. he's off visiting family in the Mariana Trench. So I'm open to whatever possibilities there could possibly yeah. possibly be. I don't even... I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because it would hurt my head. And uh, also getting that deep into something like that would probably prohibit me from getting the things done that I need to get done. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, uh, if there was an alien on this earth and I was going to point them out to you, I think it would be Pete Davidson. Somebody <laughs> explain to me how women love Pete Davidson, how he keeps getting jobs considering he's not really that funny. And I, the thing that made me think of this and that made me want to rant a little bit about him today is that he's going to space. Yes. No, I didn't even know that. You I didn't was know say, about that? I oh, know. Uh, wow. I was way behind the curve on this one. But I see that he uh, was recently finally charged. He wrecked his car into somebody's house. Wrecked his car into a house. Jumped the curb. Wrecked the car into the house. Didn't get arrested or anything. And what he's being charged with is a misdemeanor count of reckless driving which oh, is sensible on. hold on sensible by a sentence of up to 90 days and a thousand dollar fine or a thing on your license how like if he's not an alien how does this guy get away with all this shit how does he get women and everything else he's not an attractive good man i don't know like if it's that whole follow the dollar bill thing and they're like okay well he's rich so that's why he gets lots of pussy and why everybody lets him get away with stuff but the dude is just a blight on humanity most of the time i feel yeah. very strongly about that you know uh somebody once described or explained his ability to get with these inexplicably beautiful women as kind of magical goblin line cook energy and I think that's pretty true because he is sort of like a goblin and he does have that line cook vibe, but mm. I don't understand. Like, like, I mean, come on. Um, what's Why are line name? cooks always so confident in themselves, by I the way? I have no idea. I've known a shitload of them from and working in the hospitality do. industry. Yeah. I, there was never one of them that was like, eh, I'm all right at what I do. Yeah, they're all like, I can fucking cook, motherfucker. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I can cook better than you. I can fuck better than you. I got more money than you. You know, like, it's yeah. always like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We're comparing things here that I did not need to compare with you. Why are you like this? What does cooking school do to a body? I have no <laughs> idea. It is apparently something that everybody should go through. Like, if you're, you know, clinically depressed and stuff, maybe you should go to cooking school. Maybe it'll, you know, help you. I don't know. Only if you are a good cook. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a weird kind of like... It's, it's almost like a big like, dick energy that exists without the big dick. Yeah, it's like... Or big, they'd probably tell you they have a big dick. So, well, of course you know, they would, but like a big knife energy. Big knife energy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the name of the title. The I've title caught of the most episode. of my jackets on fire. I've got knife slices all over myself. <laughs> I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, I think we found the episode title. <laughs> big knife energy. <laughs> big, big knife energy. 
Uh, yeah, no, like he is a he is a mystery, and and I really I guess I mean, did you hear about him apparently going to space? No, I didn't. I'd I'd like to hear about this because so, I, I want to see I if it's it still would make thing. sense if he goes to space because he'd be going back home. Yeah. All right. So Pete Davidson. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he dated Ariana Grande, who is one of the most beautiful women and one of the greatest. He's uh, um, like he's like, dated a lot of, of very attractive women. Very. Did he date Grimes? I think he did. I don't know. But she fucked Elon Musk and had a kid. So I don't uh, I don't lend too much uh, credence to her. I'm sorry. Attractiveness Aww. can be uh, it can be diluted. All right, so March, when you add semen from Elon Musk to it, March seventeenth, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, never mind, Pete Davidson isn't going to space anymore. He was going to be on Blue Origin's twentieth flight of, of New Shepard. Okay, so he was gonna. Uh, let's see. Update Thursday, March 17th at 11.45 p.m. Due to a flight delay, Pete Davidson and his Kim Kardashian branding are no longer headed to space. Blue Origin's 20th flight of New Shepard has shifted to Tuesday, March 29th, Blue Origin tweeted. Pete Davidson is no longer able to join the NS-20 crew on its mission. It will announce the sixth crew member in the coming days. He pushed out. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I don't blame him for a second. I, don't I wouldn't either, want to go dude. in a fucking rocket into space. You know why I'm got gravity and shit working on me? Because that's what yeah. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you up your risk of getting brutally, uh, but remember, you know, memorably killed by going to space by like a thousand. You know, I don't think there. I take a whole lot of stock in how memorably my how memorable my death is. I'm like, I mean, no, I'm I just saying that if you you went on a space trip, you're upping your chances that people are going to remember you. Well, yeah, like, but, oh yeah, that guy's the one who blew up in that space rocket thing, right? But what fucking good is that for me? I'll be fucking dead. It's not dead. good for you. I'm just yeah. I'm just making the point that it would yeah. you'd be more newsworthy. That's all. Some people not do that take, it's a boon for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're well, dead. Yeah, yes. exactly. Well, some people take <laughs> some people take that as very important. Like no. I must leave behind a legacy. I'd like for people to finally remember me and be like, yeah, he told a couple funny jokes or 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 he had an awesome beard or something like that. But I don't really think like there's people that have done way more than me that uh, nobody could even tell you about. Like, it's strange to me that there's people that are less than five years younger than me who didn't know who Jimmy Stewart was. So that right there, you know, really brings it home to me that makes me go. You mean like Jimmy Stewart, the world famous generational actor who was in tons of amazing movies and ones that we watch every year at the holidays and also was on commercials at the wazoo for ages, too. And you have no idea who he was. Like, did you not have a TV growing up? Because that's the only explanation. (laughs) But it, it just it brings it all home when somebody famous like that is somebody that the average person doesn't know that nobody's going to fucking remember me. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but, you know, as long as my kids and and shit and my family remember me, I guess that'll be cool. Well, that's you know? but that's where you get your immortality from. Like that's your immortality there. Well, that's that your... and I think that you know we go to another plane and uh, continue to exist because I refuse to believe that your energy just stops. Uh, I that's a big question mark for me, and I leave it as such. I don't really. I choose to believe it. So again, it's just like the alien thing. It doesn't cost me anything to believe it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change anything. So why not? So do you have a monster of the week? I always have a monster of the week. Uh, With all the bargains that are out there, uh, you can always find something cheaper. Uh, somewhere else which is very true people who prey on people and sell them purposefully shitty stuff are pieces of shit to begin with Mm -hmm. but people that do that with car parts are fucking monsters like if you sell somebody a car part knowing full well that it is subpar and that it is going to potentially cause a life-threatening condition 
if it fails, which you know it's going to, and you still happily take that money and run with it, you're a piece of fucking shit and a monster. And um, you get what you deserve, I guess. Pretty heavy. It's a lot heavier than it, mine. Yeah, it is. It is heavy because I mean, I just bought a part for my uh, for my truck, and it just made me think of that because I am always looking for a bargain always looking for a bargain mm -hmm. and uh i also have a tendency to read reviews and read descriptions and read customer testimonials uh i especially appreciate the ones that don't filter out the bad ones that you can actually read the bad reviews because i, I feel like that's a little more honest and um it just astounded me when i was looking at drive at uh at its cv shafts for my truck recently and it just amazed me something that propels your vehicle that if it were to break or fail could potentially cause your wheel to lock up and cause you to wreck in a and die in a fiery fucking you know ball of hell <laughs> and yet they're selling these things like ridiculously cheap and they're made out of subpar shitty materials or they yeah. just kind of rebuilt one you know and sold it and it's not up the standards or something like that like I, I don't i don't know how you live with yourself like that they made it out of silly putty yeah, or they took a part that was already failed, uh, spray painted it, put new, uh, you know, rubber on the of new boot on it or something, and put new grease in. And we're like, oh, it's fine. It still kind of works. And then sell it to somebody. I don't know, but uh, I mean, you think about it. A lot of the stuff uh, comes from overseas, and I don't think that the government is quite as strict on regulations and some of that stuff. And not only that, I you could literally uh, like I'm looking for a for a drive shaft. I could go to uh, like anywhere, literally anywhere. My neighbor could be like, "Yo, I sell drive shafts," and <laughs> he's got one that's made out of wood and tin foil. And you know, I'm the idiot that buys it, but you know, so I don't, you know, I I, I don't, I'm I'm guessing it just gets through because there's literally an uncountably large number of things available out there to everybody all the time and it's impossible to keep up on it fair enough yeah. so let's see my monster and this is spawned by a conversation i had on twitter um, it's a delicious three patty burger from hardy's with no, round or square no, toast don't make me hungry mm. dude I could definitely go. That's for actually that a Frisco right burger I'm talking about, not a monster. I don't care. There's a hearty. It's like five minutes from my yeah. house, and I could totally go there. Friscos right now. are delicious, and you know it. Oh, but anyway, I've been drinking, so my hunger is a little more peaked than usual. But not drinking enough that I couldn't make it to Hardee's, which is you're putting me in a terrible position. Um, you could DoorDash that shit, and I'd have to go. But anyway, yeah, I could, but that would cost too much. What's the price of happiness? Please continue. If you're one of those people who says, you know, I love dogs, man. I fucking hate cats. Like, if you hate cats, you're a fuck. You're a fucking monster. I get having a preference. I get not fully trusting cats or being wary of cats. But when you hate an animal, hate. You couldn't truly love another animal if you hate a specific. Right. Like, I. That's what I truly believe. Like, do right. I like? Do I like grizzly bears? Uh, in a manner of speaking, yes. Um, but do you want to hang out with them? Uh, do I want to hang out with them? No. But do I want them all dead? No. Yeah. Because I yeah. like animals. Right. Well, you know, you get these people like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a Doberman. You know, if I fucking wanted to, I could have him eat your cat. Like, you know, like shit like that. Like, first of all, wow. first of all, you're threatening my family. That's fucking, highly aggressive. I know. I've heard. He's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. He's like, I'm gonna kill your fucking cat. What do you think about yeah, that? You got yeah. a hamster? It's dead. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm gonna stomp on your snake. You Jeez. Know, like, yeah. Ooh, that sounds painful. I don't understand why people are like that about some. I mean, someone's pet. But I mean, I've had people, really ignorant people in my life, mm -hmm. who've been like, you know, you lose an animal, and they're like, well, it's just get over a, it, man. It's just a cat. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you're I've just had a, that. Yeah, you're just a douche. You know, you're just. A I had somebody say that when prick. I lost my son. So I, I definitely what? believe that that happens. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, the one dude that I used to work with was like, I wish you'd get over and get back to work already. Why did you not put this guy out? Because that, because that doesn't, that didn't help me at all. I would have yeah. gotten arrested. It would have made my situation a thousand times worse. Oh, but yes, dude. a guy, a guy definitely said that because it got carried back to me. Okay, so he didn't say it right to your No, face. he didn't say it right to me. No, I think See. if that had been the case, 
he would have gotten some knuckles. Yeah, I would say I would have smashed. I would have smashed his face into a pulp if that had been. But my I can tell you that our relationship was was somewhat cordial, but never friendly again after that because yeah. I was just like, I have to deal with you, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to hang out or be friends like that anymore yeah. because that's the most ignorant shit ever. So I do. Not trying to one-up you, which I kind of did, but I do understand. But I've had people that, like, they hear that I have a bunch of cats, and they're like, fucking got so many cats. That's just fucking, that's, I man, cats are assholes. It's gross. Or they associate with being gay for some yeah, well, really you know, weird reason. Like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I've known gay dudes that have dogs yeah. uh, also, so I guess, yeah. you know, no matter what you own. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> you oh, care well. for another living organism. You must be gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so broken to me that you're going to like think like that. Like, I, uh, first of all, if you say you're not a cat person, it's because you've never met the right cat. Well, none of that. Maybe you just genuinely don't like cats, and that's fine. Yeah. But you don't have to go around telling everybody Killing. about it. You don't have to be fucking wearing, like, a flag or on your T-shirt, like, I hate cats. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Or I want to kill cats. Like, yeah. yeah, like, dude, that's a sociopathic way of thinking. Yes, when you have to tell people about it, and that's the way mm -hmm. you think, yes, you, you have yeah. some deep-seated problems. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay, so let's say you and, let's say you and Brandon were on here. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys were talking about like like house music. Let's say you both like house music, and I just had to put in there. Well, I fucking hate house music. I want to kill house... the house bands every time I I hear yeah. about them. Yeah, you know, you know, the, the only good <laughs> my house could eat them. Yeah, my the only good <laughs> house musician is a dead dead one. You know, like you know, some bitter, hateful shit like that. You'd you'd be like, what the hell is wrong with Tom? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you that you f are so bitter and hateful about such a, a it's a life form for fuck's sake. Well, I, you you get into a whole um, um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of a whole society of people who hate things that uh, I mean, we could carry this on for level after level, level after, after level. level. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. Like why that doesn't affect you. Why the fuck do you even care? Yeah. You know, cats yeah. don't affect you. If you don't like cats, don't have a cat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. End well, of story. I, I, yeah, and I know exactly where you could immediately jump to, but that would get political. So let's yes, not. Yes, and I'm, I'm not going to. No, but you but know. I love that Anybody that's I... listening knows right. where, what I'm talking about yes, here. Yes, yes, very much so. So. And, it's interesting that we can speak in code that I know you well enough at this point in my life. Just like if somebody wants to get married to a cat, couldn't yeah. care less. Go yeah. for it. I, I'll admit that it, I, <laughs> I'd raise my eyebrow if I heard about it. I might, just to be like, hmm, wonder how that's going to work. But uh, I know people leave shit to their cats and their wills and stuff like that. Yeah. So it feels like it's perfectly in line with everything. It just cuts out some of the paperwork, right? If if uh, mittens gets everything when you die anyway. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good with marrying your cat as long as it's not a sexual relationship. Yes, of of course. I you know, would not I want, condone that, and that yeah. that would get and if, raise if my ire. If it's merely a romantic, non-sexual relationship, mm -hmm. like an asexual relationship. With your kitty, I can see that. Then you go ahead and marry your kitty. Could you it's imagine okay. we'd be talking about asexual relationships with cats today? I no. really didn't. I like it, but we I didn't. do like it. It's an interesting turn that we've never taken. thought about it. I mean, we went Pete Davidson, and now we're talking about this. I mean, two yeah. things that I wouldn't have thought I'd be having conversations two, about. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> I can't lie, dude. I have. I have Hardy's on the brain right now. I know. Like bad. I'm a little jealous because that's quite a haul for me to go to get a Hardee's. <laughs> I got to go up to Paxton Street. I got to go over to the uh, west end of Middletown, or I got to go down towards you to get myself some yeah. Hardee's. And uh, I just I just don't have the motivation. I just mm. I had a bowl of cereal before we came on because I was really hungry, and uh, it's not doing it for me, but it's going to have to for now. <laughs> I ate some tacos at 3.30. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had some actually really like banging, uh, just dinner that I wanted um, and requested. Uh, it was like Italian seasoned grilled chicken, uh, buttered noodles and broccoli. Oh, 
I thought it sounded so pretty fucking good. good. You know, I recently took a poll from our listeners, and I found that one of their favorite bits that we do is when we spend a whole lot of time talking about what we ate or what to <laughs> eat. <laughs> you, most people will probably be appalled when they hear about the kind of stuff that I eat on a daily basis because uh, it's not exactly the best. But uh, yeah, I do. Uh, my problem is I don't eat enough. Jane is a hell of a cookie. I don't eat enough either. I'll be honest with you. I could get up uh, at 8 o'clock and I would not eat anything until lunchtime maybe and yeah. then have dinner. And then like at 2 o'clock in the morning, my stomach will literally wake me up because I'm starving. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's, and that's so not a healthy way to go about things. The worst time to eat is like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Yeah, because like, that's when you're eating your candy, your ice cream, uh -huh. you're, you're yeah. having sugary cereal or something. Like nobody's waking up at 2 in the morning starving going like, I'm going to go down and have some apple slices. Unless yeah. you have peanut butter or caramel to go with. Right. In which case, then you might. Then you might. Right. You know. and, and let's be honest, the apples are merely a vehicle for the for the uh, top. Absolutely. It's yeah. like uh, like I've always said, ice cream is just a vehicle for me to eat Cool Whip without having people look at me funny. Because I, I would know, say man, eat that I shit by the tub. I feel the same way about that, like, not the Miracle Whip, but the, the uh, Magic Shell. Mm -hmm. oh, I, oh, God, that I'll stuff's so good. I'll take this. You're is like putting shit that you can't eat in there, like knife handle. <laughs> Here's so, a screwdriver I just found in the drawer. All right, that's interesting. You, you wanna, it's you got magic talk, shell on it. You want to talk some high grade, like top tier fat man shit? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> what I do is I'll take a container, like a like a a, a glass or like a, a cup, and I'll I'll pour a little bit of the fro of the the magic shell at the bottom to make a base. Mm -hmm. Then I'll drop in some ice cream. Then I'll drop in some peanut butter. I'll mix that up real good uh, in advance, right? So the peanut butter and the ice cream are mixed together. I drop that in there. And then I pour in a little more of that stuff. And then another layer of ice cream and a little more of that stuff. Mm. And then I just bottom it out and take out the rest of the bottle and just fill the spaces, all the negative space. And then I put it in the freezer for about an hour until it becomes just a candy that sounds good treat. it sounds yeah. really good especially if you want like real nice thin layers of the magic shell mm -hmm. so it almost has like a like a flaky pastry like consistency to it as in the weight and the way that it crumbles <laughs> and shit oh man well I, I don't i don't have that much um you should try it i should try i bet it, it's yeah. delicious probably i just had like some texas pale type ice cream the other day and i forgot how different that ice cream tastes when compared to Briars or a place that hand makes their own soft serve and stuff like that. I was like, I forgot how completely generic and unappealing vanilla ice cream can be when it comes out of a pail. But it's what <laughs> I grew up on. You know, so put a little bit of caramel and some whipped cream on that shit. It was golden. Drop some little yeah. mini Reese's pieces on there. Because peanut butter and caramel always go together. Oh yeah. As far as I'm concerned, my I think I think that caramel and salt are a great combination. Well, yeah, you get that salty and the sweet there. That's why uh, yeah. salted caramel is such a uh, favorite. But uh, <laughs> only if they don't overdo it, because I know you've had it before. Because I know I have, where salted caramel is too salty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you totally fucked up the ratio here. This is <sighs> not right. There was this. Okay, so I used to, when I worked uh, for the state. I would go to the state capitol for lunch a lot of times. They had this little cafeteria down there on the first floor and they did these desserts and the desserts were amazing. Like every dessert Always. they did was amazing, but they had this one that, and I was friends with the cafeteria ladies there because I'd always go through, they'd be like, hey, how are you? How are you? You know, and all that Your shit. smartest decision in life is to befriend the folks that deal with Serve your food. Serve you your food, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. hands down. Yes. And so, I mean, I'm talking to them and I'm like, do you know when they're going to start making these again? Because they had stopped. And she's like, honey, I don't know if they're ever going to make them again. I don't know why they stopped. They were, you should say something to someone. I'm like, yeah, I'll send them an email. Because they made these salted caramel bars, like mm -hmm. cookie bars. It was like a thick layer of cookie on the bottom and then a layer of caramel and then a layer of chocolate with like sea salt. Like the, mm -hmm. the grainy sea salt. I, that you I can see. visualize it as, as you're telling me about it. Oh my God, dude. They were so fucking good. I would get them every day. 
And if I had known that they were never going to have them again, I would have bought like five of them a day and just stockpiled them. <laughs> they fridge. have a shitload of really stale. <laughs> well, I freeze them. Date. Yeah, you I'd know. freeze them or yeah. something. But I mean, man, I, oh, so so good. And uh, and then uh, you know, just they stop making them. And and you know, like that just happens sometimes. It's kind of like that uh, thing you used to love to say all the time when you came over to my house. I can't believe your mom threw those cookies away. Mm-hmm. Because she, what were those cookies? I don't even remember. They were like an oatmeal raisin cookie, which ironically enough, I'm not a huge oatmeal raisin cookie guy. It just, uh, those things for some, some they have like peanut in them or something like that. Do you like that little pieces of peanut on them or something? I don't remember, but they were special. I think I seem to remember, unless I'm thinking of the other box of cookies that were in there at the same time. I seem to remember they had some kind of fruit element to them as well like a red fruit i don't think Maybe so like but i really paste. honestly couldn't tell you because that was you know 25 years ago well they over were 25 years cookies. ago almost 28 years ago now yeah they were like christmas yeah. cookies that my parents got i'm like saying almost gift. it has been 28 years at least yeah. yeah it's been 20 years since you graduated yep so and that might that was definitely probably before that so man 28 fucking years being old sucks. It's. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't feel like when I look at myself in the mirror, like I'm 46. Right. I just. No, I just you don't. Feel, you feel like a teenager. Yeah, I feel like you know, like I'm a kid that has kids that are you know adults now. I well, almost, almost all of my kids are adults. You know, <laughs> shouldn't say almost one out of three. So that's almost right. That's close enough. No, but uh, the whole age thing almost feels like it's just an illusion, like it's part of the whole Matrix thing. Yeah. But at the, but my body tells me I'm old. You know, yeah, and oh, my yeah. memories tell me that I'm. When old. I go to get out of bed in the morning and like my shit's like, and I'm like, oh god, my back hurts and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or at the end of the day, when I'm sitting in my recliner going, um, oh, so far I don't even want to fucking move right now. You know. Uh, like, I just you wake up in I the morning. It. You're you know you're. I don't know. I, I think you only have downstairs bathrooms, right? Like yes. me. So yes, you I wake do. up in the middle of the night and you're laying there and you're like, all right, I gotta go downstairs and take a piss. And then you you like you stand there at the stairs like a young person. You just go down the stairs, you'd be fine. But as an older person who's been sleeping for a few hours, you stand there and you go, okay, I'm not gonna fall. I'm just going to go down the stairs in a controlled way. And my legs and knees aren't going to give out on me. And then you start going thump, 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 thump. By the time you get to the bottom, you like, gravity has just taken over. <laughs> I like to gamble with those peas sometimes and go, oh, I could probably hold it for a little bit longer. Oh, I can hold and it for I'll like. And then I'll fall asleep again. And then I piss myself. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. I'm so old. I wet the bed. I've never, you know? I've never <laughs> pissed myself doing that. Oh, dude, I have. But I've yeah. I've gotten to the point where I've I'm been almost incapable of walking to the bathroom at a certain point. Like you get up yeah. and like your body fat pushes against your your bladder and it's like it's like, oh man, it's about to blast. Like it's just I'm just gonna push piss right out of my body by moving. Yeah. I've had some shits like that where like you, you I'll be driving somewhere and I'll realize that I have to go, but my only option is like some nasty greasy spoon bathroom somewhere and I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm gonna hold it till I get home. And yeah. it's like an hour from home and I get home and like you're in that zone where you've tensed every muscle in your lower body so it's almost impossible to walk to the door yeah. and you're like fumbling trying to get your pants open and you're like spastically walking towards the bathroom yeah. and you get in there and just as you pull your underwear free <laughs> yeah and, you you're know. Like, and you're like and you're like you, you have yeah you haven't even like touched base with the toilet seat yet no you're like shitting in the space between the toilet seat and your ass yes yeah and if you're lucky it goes in the water if you're yeah. not lucky well, you, you wipe. It. You wipe a little more. Yeah. yeah, you wipe. Do a lot more wiping that that session. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, and then you're like, oh, 
you don't want to be gross, but you can't help that. That is just it's, a guttural. It's better it's, than sex. It's like a sex noise. Yeah, yeah. it's like you mm -hmm. can't help but groan when you're having sex. You like, can't help oh, but oh god, release this feels so that. good. Yep. Then, oh, oh, oh. I have a good one for you. I had um, explosive diarrhea one time when I was orc. And the closest public restroom was literally in the other building from where I was at, which these buildings were connected by two floors. The ground floor and the first floor were connected. And that was it. I had, um, I had, you know, like stomach, like gurgles and everything. I had to run down three flights of stairs and across in between the two buildings. It was like two o'clock in the morning to the public restroom so that I could use it and like I'm you know spastically walking through this link between the two buildings unbuttoning my pants as I'm going figuring if somebody catches me with my pants around my ankles when I get to the bathroom I'll just explain it away somehow because I can't have my pants on because right now the pressure of my waistband and everything hurts so I gotta release this pressure without shitting myself or pissing my oh, pants man. one of the two yeah. <laughs> I managed to make it to the bathroom. One of the dudes from housekeeping was cleaning in there. And I was like, I'm so sorry. As I went in the door, like screamed, I was sorry at him and ran to the toilet. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know how you, how you, you, if someone is giving you shit because your pants are around your ankles and you're running through someplace and they're like, what are you doing? You just sort of turn to face them and just unleash what's going on down there. Yeah, right. Just turn your ass towards them and let it go. They'll never ask you again. They'll never, ever question you about <laughs> I anything. feel like they might have gotten a free stay if I had done that. And I might have lost my job. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so you basically, and this is how it would get turned. You, you did diarrhea on a guest. <laughs> <laughs> you did diarrhea on them. No, no, no. I had diarrhea and they got in the way of it because they stopped asking me a question. I did a duty on them. Yes. Yeah, I um, yeah, I did a duty. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> no, that was that's oh, fucking terrible. Thankfully, there was nobody awake in the hallways at that hour, so I managed to make it unscathed to the uh, restroom. But uh, yeah, yeah flop sweating the whole time. Yeah. Oh no, you know it. I mm -hmm. uh, my shirt was soaked. Yeah. My armpits were soaked. My hair was wet. I looked like I had just worked out. <laughs> and the only thing I did was painstakingly make my way down three floors and across one to go to the bathroom. I was like, is there any empty rooms around here? I'm just going to go into one of the rooms and shit. <laughs> eh, full house. Jeez. No luck. Should be more public bathrooms on every floor of every building that people. Yeah. I mean, I could have also run the risk of just you know, believing that one of the rooms was empty because sometimes the front desk would tell you that a room had nobody in it, but it did. Do you imagine somebody busting in your fucking room at two in the morning and dropping a hot shit. load? You know, yeah. <laughs> like you're in your room and you're like, oh God, what the hell was all that noise? And, you're, <gasps> and then you smell it. Yeah. Because of course, there's no spicy shit without a terrible odor. Mm -hmm. And if you are For able sure. to shit like that without a terrible odor, write us and tell us about it yeah because i'd like to know i'd like to know how that's possible yeah hit up our website tomandmike.com yeah and uh, go to the contact section and send us an email or just go to tom and mike storytime with tom and mike at gmail.com i don't know why i'm doing this voice feeling a little somewhat terrible gilbert Gottfriedish today i don't know what that was that was more that was very not like Gilbert Gottfried's more like this. I know. I said it was a bad Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. That's yeah. What I was, you know, wrong with that. Yeah. Our 200th episode's coming up soon, huh? Yes, it is. We got a lot of stuff planned, folks. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be fun. Um, so that's coming up in I think the first week of August. It's fast. It's coming up faster than I thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, right after my birthday, in fact. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Well, I will actually be 36 because I just say I'm 36 now because, you know, I'm close. Should should we give some hints as to some of the things? I don't think we should. I think nope. we should just tease as I'm going to tell closer. you what. It is going to be nothing of what you think. Um, you probably have some ideas, but you're, you're wrong. And uh, it's going to be 
fucking hilarious. Like mm-hmm. shit that's going to make you laugh and you're going to have tears rolling out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. I would suggest prior to listening to the 200th episode, you go to the bathroom, maintain your hydration levels um, still, and um, just maybe wear an adult diaper. Yeah. Maybe. Even though you went to the bathroom because and, you you're know, going to piss. Laughter, laughter is very, very, you know, extensive on calorie burning so maybe have some granola or a snack mm-hmm. we'll try a mix we'll try a, a, mix a healthy help, snack yeah. yeah a healthy snack yeah you know don't just go walmart makes the... an amazing trail mix that has um yeah. dried cranberries and uh golden raisins you ever had golden raisins oh yeah they are fucking ridiculously good mm-hmm. they're like, like the regular raisins shit. they're good golden raisins amazing yeah they have they have a whole different level of oh yeah raisiny goodness mm, delicious yeah oh, we talked man. about food a lot yeah we sure did <laughs> so uh anyways we could sit here and talk about food for another half an hour an hour a day a month i don't know till we a get year. to our 200th episode but because uh, we'd have to split it up then into pieces but uh I just looked at the clock and we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thank you for joining us for story time with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the gift I'm about to give you right now. It's been a while since I've mentioned this, but urethral sounding is a thing and it's kind of weird and uh, not for everybody, but I just want to put the thought in your head. So you're welcome. (laughs) All right. Bye.